Geekscapists, I'm here with our good friend Ian Kerner. He's been invited to the Geekscape podcast to talk about AVX, the whole wrap-up to the big multi-part Marvel crossover, and what it means for Marvel now, the first issue of which in Uncanny Avengers hit this week, and we're going to be talking about the book, the implications of what the end of AVX gives to the Marvel Universe, and basically what we're looking forward to as Marvel goes into the next phase of their, uh, would you just say, existence? Yeah, it's an evolution. An evolution of Marvel that started... I mean, that, this phase that started with uh, both uh, Whedon's X-Men and Brian Michael Bendis' Avengers Disassembled is now closed. And it's kind of a clean closure, wouldn't you say? I mean, you could argue full circle, if that's what you're saying. Okay, yeah, you could do that. Um, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's closed, because the ramifications are still felt. So Right, it, it's segueing into a, a next phase... Yeah. But yeah. the phase is going to be distinctly different with the integration of the Avengers well, and well, that, the, X- the with thing. the Marvel, with the mutants and the, the X-Men and the Avengers are going to feel completely integrated what, what, what on Marvel, like two sides what of the What Marvel's been doing for several years now is it used to be you'd have the big crossover. You'd usually be in the summer. You'd have to buy a bunch of books just to get a story. And Marvel started doing things more like it's an event. And the ramifications of that were you didn't have to buy all of it. You could just read the main event. You could just read the book you were usually getting, and it didn't matter. But after the event, things would be affected in the entire Marvel Universe. The status quo would change. And we've seen that several times now. You know, We saw it in Civil War, um, the aftermath of Civil War with the Norman Osborn in town, of course, the Dark Reign. House of you M. Know, um, I mean, House of M, obviously. And House of M is the thing that, you know, Post House of M, No More Mutants, you know, the 198, yeah. and that's what's come full circle, you know, after this AVX. That, that, that's a huge change and a huge ramification. Yeah, I mean, looking back at Secret of... I think uh, Secret Invasion was the one that was probably, to me, felt like the weakest of the crossovers. Well, they, they promised big changes after, and we didn't see it. No, all we got was Mockingbird back and the yeah. death of Janet. Yeah. Him. That's about it. Um, well... But it, it, it set up a lot of the suspicions and everything else. And, and it was built to for a long time in the regular Avengers book. Right. So now we've got... You know what? And it also gave us Norman Osborn. Right. It, well, it, and whatever it, that'll it, lead it to. It set up the Dark Reign. So every, everything has led you know, from one thing into another. Okay, and so looking back at AVX, was it, how was it successful and how... I mean, how was it something... What would you have skipped if you're... Uh, well, maybe a geek well skip first of all, I still think that the Zero issue was by far the best of all of them. I mean, the Zero issue was, the writing was great and the art was great. And there was something off, I think, in every issue after that. Mm-hmm. There were, some of them were, were better than others. Some were pretty solid. Um, I mean, issue 11 was pretty good. Yeah. But um, for me personally, you know, the Zero had all this promise, you know, down to the Scarlet Witch with Hope and everything else and, and the implications. Um, you know, I'm a big X-Men fan. I'm a big Avengers fan as well, but, you know, I mean, I, I was, you know, I didn't jump on a bandwagon when I was reading all the X books. I never stopped reading them all. Um, for me as a kid, like, you know, Wolverine and Cyclops individually, these are like my two favorite characters, you know. Um, I wasn't really happy at the schism, you know. Yes. And, and, and I want to talk about the schism because what happened in the schism to me informs what AVX ultimately became about. Okay, so the schism was the storyline in which Wolverine and Cyclops split the X-Men and the mutants, for the most part, into two. And Wolverine went and started the Jean Grey School of Higher Learning, and 
then they oh, they started Utopia with Cyclops' group, and they're going to be the more militant. Well, well they already had Utopia. Yeah. But, but they're going to be the but, militant. Right. But, like, but the, the whole point, listen, after, after House of M, you had the 198. So the mutant race, if you consider them a separate race, um, was on the verge of extinction. And very Cyclops, progressive of you to not consider them a separate race. Very progressive. I like well, that. Well, I mean... Welcome. Sure, sure. You got my vote. Look, uh, it, 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 <laughs> right. it, it, it's always been a metaphor. Right. You know, I mean, the, the whole thing has always been about... But you're, you're, thinking, like, you're thinking like Charles, Xavier. Right. I Integration, mean, right. You know, you go back to Claremont's graphic novel, God Loves, Man Kills. You know, it, it was a metaphor for, you know, whether it be homosexuals or, you know, or African Americans or whatever... You know, it's always been a metaphor for why are people being treated differently because they are a little bit different. So, um, schism. What's your, uh, what's so, your beef with so that? So, the thing is, I was saying, after House of M, so now there aren't many mutants, and Cyclops, who, I mean, listen, he was groomed to take over. He always was. I mean, Cyclops was more than the ultimate Boy Scout. You know, he was the natural leader. And he realizes, okay, i got to do anything I can to save my people. And when there's that few left, okay, so you go and fine. He grabbed, you know, Magneto Island, you know, and he created his little utopia there and he got his people there because he felt together they were stronger than apart because otherwise they were getting picked off. And, you know, essentially, I mean, at that point when there's that few people around, okay, even the kids, well, they're fighting too, which if you think about the logical progression of the X-Men were kids that were being trained to fight. Right. That I was mean, Charles' dream. Well, his dream was for what they would ultimately represent. It was represent, realistic, right, right. But it was, it was kids. I mean, I, I think when the book first started coming out, it was this odd thing because it, it, the implication was they were first popping up then. But it was odd because you look at the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, they were all adults. Yeah. You know, but the X-Men were kids. You know, Bobby Drake was 15. You know, Cyclops and Gene and Warren were like 16. And, you know, Hank was 18. So... You know... Is Wolverine wrong? Well, well, in schism, was Wolverine well, wrong in the, saying that kids, then, kids shouldn't be warriors? And, and this Wolverine of all people. It's I felt my, my my problem with the schism was, it was like let's find something to make an issue out of. Right. Neither one of them is a hundred percent right or hundred percent wrong. Um, I respected Wolverine's position: the kids shouldn't have to fight. Let's protect them. But I respect Scott's idea to train them to fight if push comes to shove. Right. You know, should they be on the front lines? Not if you can help it. But the front lines come to you when there's only 198 of you left. Exactly. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I felt like it, it wasn't an unreasonable position for Psychop to take, and it was in extreme circumstances. Would you rather... Does it, does it seem like, even with like something like Civil War, that... Um, because uh, that nobody really wants to take that big of a stance, and there's a lot of fence sitting in the in the way that these things are, are handled, these uh, crossover events or these big. We think it's fence. Well, how do you say it's fence sitting? Civil War was very much about taking a stand. Everyone right. took a stand, but um, not wanting. But, but, well, both both sides are right and both sides are wrong, and no one's really gone into villainy. No one's really going into the right. Does that make sense? Like you're not. Well, creating, that does you're not, make you're, sense. That you're that, not creating any villains here. That's exactly my problem with the end that's, of AVX. And that is what I'm saying is that even with Scott, you've got a little bit of him being right and a little bit of him being wrong. Do you? Want, I mean, you said some good stuff on the phone yesterday because we got an email conversation with a couple other people about the end of uh, 
AVX. I'm guessing that those people still haven't read AVX because they never jumped into our conversation. Right, right. <laughs> but 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 that that's what you're saying right now. It's interesting because you're taking a different tact on it. But that's what pissed me off at the end right. of AVX. You know, AVX ends, and I mean, I'm sure people that are listening to this have read it. But you, 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 you guys just, should have read it by the yeah, time. Yeah. But 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 just to cover it, there may be people listening that are just interested but aren't going to read it. Basically. You know, the Phoenix is coming. AVX, the storyline is the Phoenix is coming back. The, in the X-Books, way back, they did um, this Messiah Complex thing. Mm-hmm. They introduced and, the first mutant born since, uh, since No More Mutants. So, right. Since House of M. And, and, and they, just, knew, they knew she was going to be special for some reason. So, you know, basically, uh, Bishop, who had always been a good guy, suddenly realizes from his future, she's what sets off like, all this bad stuff. So he tries to kill her. Which says yet to and, come to fruition. Which we have yet to even have given a, gotten a glimpse for, of. So it feels like Cable now is just the wacko on the outside. We never saw that future Cable was talking about. Cable or Bishop? Or Bishop, Bishop. Bishop. We right. never saw that, that well, future well, that Bishop well, was... Well, we was, wouldn't because we're not in that future. But even seeing it and seeing how maybe AVX went wrong wait, wait. would he, be a really no, good book. He could still be right. Okay. Hope's still around. Right. He can still be right. I'm not saying he will be, but he can okay, be. Okay, so Hope was the first mutant born in a long time, and so, now that she's a teenager, so, so that, that led, to, that, that, that led to Cable and them jumping through time and all that, and she had to come back and realize her death. And she comes back. Everyone comes after her. The X-Men fight for her because Cyclops believes she's the Messiah. You know, as soon as she's back again, more mutants start popping up. Now you have the five lights. Yeah, okay? you, you, so you just that, get five more mutants. So, that, so that's already an indication. And we start seeing when she's around that there's a fire effect. So there's been an implication from the get-go, okay, she's connected to the Phoenix. And now the when, Phoenix is coming, and the X-Men say, and Scott says, okay. okay it's coming she, for hope. And she's going to restart the, the right. race. And, and, and the thing is, and Wolverine, who, off the schism, off the fight with Cyclops, because, oh, kids shouldn't fight, that's a reason for them to have this huge fight. You know, Wolverine practically tries to kill Cyclops, <laughs> because kids shouldn't fight. That makes sense. Right. Right. So he goes off and he starts a school, and the ultimate fuck you is to say, I'm going to name it after Jean Grey. Right. You know, because, you know, because apparently everyone thinks, you know, Scott's so wrong that he went and checked up with Emma. Notwithstanding the fact that the whole storyline was history goes completely fucked if he doesn't shack up with Emma, and Jean Grey from the future pushed him. Right. Okay? Remember, that was the end of Morrison's That was Morrison's run. You know? So anyway... um, Wolverine, of course, is with the Avengers, so he has to go, well, yeah, you know, she's, you know, the Phoenix is coming for hope, and, you know... We need to monitor the situation. Yeah, this is bad. Now, and I get that Phoenix is coming, Avengers, look at that as a bad thing. When you look at the storyline that the Phoenix plowing through planets and killing, you know, whatever gets in its way on its way to Earth, sure, it seems like a bad thing, um, but it's meant for hope. It's a cosmic entity. So what happens is the Avengers end up splitting the Phoenix in a battle on the moon. Well, well, and the, and the, the well, Phoenix, I'm just well, trying to rush it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 try, they do this technological thing to try to stop the Phoenix, and it goes wrong. So it was Tony's and, idea, and it goes wrong, and the Phoenix splits into five and goes into five X-Men. Right. It goes into Namor, it goes into Ileana. And, 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 the, the, and the only reason I'm Colossus, slowing you down here, and, yeah, yeah, goes, but, but I'm slowing you down for a reason, because for me to make my point, I yeah. have to be very clear about this. The Phoenix is meant for hope. It's a cosmic destiny thing. She was born as an aspect of the Phoenix, basically. That's pretty much what Tony says. Okay? She's supposed to have the Phoenix. Okay? And we're talking cosmic on a level like, I mean, this is like universe altering. You know, the Phoenix actually represents the power of life in the universe. All right? And... The Avengers fucked it up. Yeah. 
Cyclops goes, right, the Phoenix is coming for her. This is her destiny. What's supposed to happen? And he believes, and I appreciate Wolverine's point when Wolverine goes, you know, she can't he's handle a zealot. It. Yeah. No, no, that, Wolverine didn't say she can't handle it. Well, he was going to put her down. He, he always worried about that. But, but the point was that in the conversation with Captain America in issue number one, Wolverine's basically going like, oh, you're going to go there and talk to him? He's a zealot. Yeah. You can't, there's no talking to him. Right. And right then and there, that's all about their personality issues. I and mean, let's be honest, that's about Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, I'm sorry, I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, it, it's kind of ironic. Wolverine's the establishment now. Okay. You know, and, and he's going, oh, look, it's like, it's his opportunity. Look at the wild, to fi- crazy. Yeah, it's Cyclops his opportunity to finally here. say, oh, look at the crazy man, you know, who thinks only his way is right. Um, what pisses me off, look, there's no question. That once they get possessed by the Phoenix, they okay, start Okay, so what crazy. happens is the Avengers do this technological thing. It fucks up. It splits the Phoenix into five. It right. goes into five X-Men. Cyclops, Jean, uh, Cyclops Emma, Emma uh, you know, uh, Colossus, Colossus Ileana, Magic, and Namor. Yeah. And, and now they have these Phoenix powers, and they right. start shaping the world for right. good, but they're getting corrupted. They're, getting, they're, they're becoming weird. Like, even Colossus, who I said, is like the purest it, of the it, it's X-Men. It's the total power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And it's the Phoenix Force. I think it happened pretty quickly, considering that it was quite a while with Jean Grey and, and Mastermind. But whatever. You know, for the sake of storyline, very quickly. Yeah, I don't, don't want to buy a 48-issue event no, book. No, yeah, it, 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 it's <laughs> it, it fine. You know, quickly. I mean... You know, you can even argue that it shouldn't happen quite as quickly to Emma, but, or personality traits, or whatever else. It doesn't really matter. But the point that, is, so, so now, now Scott is a dangerous thing. He's got this, yeah. this thing, and does that make and, Scott wrong? And, and I want to say something to you right yeah. now, because I was telling this, I was explaining this to someone today who hadn't read it, Yeah. and they went... <laughs> they don't well, even read comics, but no, you, just, no, no, you, no, no, you no, force no, them no. to listen. And they went, they went, yeah, how is that any different than how Jordan Parallax? Right. And I said... Now, when this person's comment was they didn't like that either, but I personally feel that what, what Jeff Johns did in the, in, 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 the, in the Green Lantern Rebirth was brilliant because he fully absolved Hal Jordan. Right. He was possessed by a cosmic entity. Right. Uh, I mean, everyone... Here before, you've got the Phoenix Five and they're possessed by a cosmic entity. Yeah. I mean, but everybody's treating them like a bad guy, not like somebody who's possessed. So, so right, they're completely vilified. Cyclops is, you know, being treated like, you know. So anyway, the end of the story is, you know, just to finish the whole thing, they go bad. Every time one of them gets beaten, the power gets split between the others. Eventually, Cyclops takes it all. He instantly by comes back, Dark Phoenix. By, by back. By shooting Emma in the back. Yeah, but at that point, it's down to the two of them. And, Which was and, the and, best Uncanny X-Men in the run. Yeah, it was great. There was a there but, was a fantastic issue. I think I talked and, about on the show where Emma and and where Emma and Scott are having dinner while they're fighting. Right, they're in their minds. They're, yeah, they're in yeah. their minds. They're having dinner while they're just fighting everyone in the Marvel right. universe. And Emma reveals, "Yeah, I slept with Namor." And Scott goes, "Okay, well, I'm going to shoot you in the back on the, in the right. on this battlefield." But he, she even says she slept with him in their minds. In the she my didn't minds, really do it. But it's and the now, same. And, th- and it's so, the same thing that Scott was cheating. On Gene with Emma in right. their minds, you so know. He, I mean, so he so he puts down Emma. He takes the Phoenix Force for himself, right. remaining it. But and he, he did it. Dark Phoenix. But, but but he did it very intentionally. Like, all right, the ba- the battle was going bad. Emma was losing anyway, and she was saying, and, "Kill me." Yeah. So it was it was like pretty much all right. This ha- just has to be done. I mean, it was totally a, ta- a tactical move. So Scott becomes a Dark Phoenix, and in right. doing so, he kills and he Xavier. Keeps, yeah, Xavier comes in. Yeah, so he kills Xavier. And and listen, it, it, it's a horrible thing that he does it. Um, and I, I feel like, so post it, fine. Hope and Scarlet Witch come in. They, take the, they beat him. They take the Phoenix from him. And right away, for a minute, Hope thinks, all right, I'll do all this stuff with the power. She goes, oh, no, no. The right thing to do 
is Dissipated. to disperse the power. Yeah. But before I do that, I'm going to bring all the mutants back. Yes. And you she said, said no more Phoenix. right? And you said to me, you know, when I commented, I said, "All right, this the Avengers are completely wrong. This is fucking bullshit." And you said, "Why? Because you know it was a big coincidence. The Cyclops just happened yeah, to turn out yeah, right." Cyclops, Cyclops, and, at the point that he was, yeah, Cyclops was was right by accident. He didn't but, know that. No, it was gonna... it, it's not by accident. That's absolutely what he believed, and it's exactly what happened. Hope gets the Phoenix, and she brings the mutants back. It took him, but, but by the time he's corrupted, he's not right. He's not right when he's corrupted, but that should never have happened. When Hope gets the Phoenix, she brings the mutants back. I'm smiling, Geekscapist, because I love it when Ian Th- gets like that's this. That's exactly what he said was going to happen. So, there, so AVX could have just been a one-issue thing if right. basically Phoenix would have just gone If the Avengers Hope. got out of the fucking way. Yeah, if it had just been an X-Men book, right. the Avengers wouldn't even have shown up. Right. Everything would have been fine. As I said, because it's, <laughs> it's an X-Men conversation, Captain America's a jerk. Right. Throughout the reference. Well, it's, it's Uncanny X-Men 168 when Professor Xavier tells Kitty Pride that she has to join the New Mutants and she can't be in the X-Men anymore because they're more of her age. So the, the first page is Kitty Pride slamming the door Captain America, uh, Professor Xavier. I'm sure jerk. some of you guys out there got that. So um, AVX, conclu- like in conclusion of AVX. So now, now Cyclops is locked up in prison and he's a total villain. The whole world thinks he's a mass murderer. He's so horrible. But when he finds out at the end, oh, mutants are back, he goes, he's sitting there, and he, he, he first of all, do it all again. The, the total hero he is, he goes, you shouldn't go after anyone else, this is all on me, I take full responsibility. Okay? But Wakanda's been, tar- been ripped he's apart. T- like, he didn't do that. Yeah. Namor did it. And that's a full-on Namor move. Yeah. Everyone forgets, with or without the Phoenix, Namor was ready, was, was crashing tidal waves into New York. Yeah. Namor's a fucking dick. And he's so, always been a and dick. And so's magic. Magic's yeah, just crazy. Magic's insane. You know, um, duh. <laughs> you know, I mean, even Magneto, you know, is throwing nuclear submarines, right, you know. And right. I mean, come on. You know, but Cyclops goes, I take responsibility, but yeah, I do it again because I saved my people. And so where do we go from here? Well, that's just it. So now Cyclops is like the ultimate bad guy villain locked up. And in, I'm sitting the there going, this is bullshit. Avengers, yeah. yeah, in, in, the begin, the, in the consequences, ABN, yeah. I mean, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. That, that, the new status quo is Cyclops is a bad guy. He's locked up. And Magneto's Man. on the run. They, uh, you know, everybody... everybody well, uh, they, they caught Emma. They caught so Emma, but Namor, Cyclops, Colossus, Ileana. Magic, and Magneto are on the run. And are on the run. Is it clear to you, does, does Colossus still have the juggernaut power? Uh, well, I mean, I thought that was a really good issue in AVX when they, when they tried to get the juggernaut power... And they, they went to Sidorak and were like, wait, he has a new master. He has the Phoenix. Right. And Sidorak was like, whatever. And Ileana said, I pushed you into the Sidorak power. That was, was so you, huge. So you could feel so what it was like to be cursed. I would, yeah. and, and that's and when I he goes like, to the That was a great like, fucking yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah um, fantastic. I think there was a lot of... Po- I mean, you know what? AVX had a, ton, had a lot more positives than negatives. I mean, look, that's the other thing. Like Colossus, like Colossus... Always the gentles of the X-Men, you know, the poet, everything else, truly good person. He finally started doing things with his character. And, and I'm saying, even, I still look at it, it's like, what did he really do that was so bad? What did he do? Yeah. He killed a whole lot of fish to go on a date with Kitty Pride. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, like, I like, do. Should, should, should Colossus be a villain right now? Right. I mean, that doesn't seem fair, right? He fucking almost killed Spider-Man in a volcano, too. Well, yeah, but, you know, that, that's just <laughs> going to happen in the middle of a fight. So, it was a big almost. So now Marvel now. Well, wait, wait. Just okay. to say, I'm just it. saying, yeah. So Mar- the, the setup now is that in the aftermath, Captain America's talking to Cyclops. 
And Cycles basically, basically looks at him and goes, yeah, you, know, you want to preach at us, but where were you? Yeah, you, we you've were, never we been there for fucked. us. And, and I give Captain America credit. He goes, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And by the way, for me, it's a statement about the Marvel books in general. You know, I, I always thought it was really cool. The X-Men books were originally, you know, you had your five X-Men and you had two bad guys, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, that they graduated out of that and they actually made Avengers. And, you know, but, but still, and once in a while there'd be a little, little tie-in, but you really didn't see it mixed that often. But then they graduated Beast and they brought him into the Avengers. And, I mean, look, even you go back to Uncanny X-Men 136, going into 137, which was the, the original death of Jean Grey Phoenix, mm-hmm. and Beast is on modern duty at the Avengers Mansion. And he sees as a call comes in about the X-Men, and he, he erases it, and he goes. Mm-hmm. And he's in 137. You know, that's a big deal. And, but for a long time, there was no integration between the Avengers right. storylines well, and Marvel in the, in the, in the for, for a while, they really yeah. stepped out of it for a very right. long time. And so much so that, like, the publishing, the editors were different and all that. And I actually love the notion of integrating it. I mean, in the X-Books, you've actually had several classes of trainee X-Men graduate. And the notion that some of those characters should filter out now that there's so many squads of Avengers mm-hmm. and all that. I think it's great. I love the idea of bringing it together. So um, Marvel now, the Avengers books and the X-Men books are going to have a lot more integration. You're going to see some of the X-Men on Avengers teams, some of the Avengers on X-Teams? I don't have a sense that it's like that. But I the think, Avengers think, teams are going to have mutants on them. Yes, yes. So that Captain America can say, can say listen, we're going, to, we're going to keep monitoring your people. We're going to protect your people, especially now that there's so many of them now. Right. The Phoenix Force a lot more mutants. has repopulated yeah. the, the mutants. Yeah. Um, Let's get to Uncanny Avengers. The first issue we've read it. Or should we talk about consequences first? You should read Uncanny Avengers first. Yes. Because we thought that you were supposed to read Consequences, consequences first. And it really doesn't matter in the end. But, but yeah. Read Uncanny Avengers yeah. first because Wolverine delivers a eulogy for, for Charles that he talks about in, in consequences. consequences. So, yeah, so, Uncanny Avengers definitely happens first. You would think, you assume that before Uncanny Avengers, the other books ending and all that would be taking place before, and it's apparently not the no, case. No, it sounds like ABX Consequences is a book that's going to be running through at weekly through like mid-November that just deals with Fallout. Right. Kind of helping to segue into Marvel now. Yeah. Avengers, uh, Uncanny Avengers, thoughts. Uh, there, was, there was actually a sequence in Consequences I thought was incredible. And when we're talking about the clarification between a villain and a hero, mm-hmm. Simon's scene, Wonder Man's scene. That was in, in the Avengers. That was book. in the Avengers not, book. Not that was in thirty one. You're right. Yeah. The Avengers thirty one is also an important part of this yes. conversation because yes. it's one of Bendis' last books on the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you had Simon, who's Wonder Man, show up and say, "Listen, I don't know what's going on with me. Like my side, pa- like like well, the fact well, that well, I'm an it, ionic energy and it, I'm not even human." Is you, you should say it's been a, a storyline. One of Bendis' many ongoing storylines has been Wonder Man suddenly out of nowhere hey, the saying Avengers. the Avengers are wrong and horrible and. You know, you You're guys shouldn't be together. Yeah. And so, I gotta be honest, I sort of felt like, all right, let me just tie a bow on this. Like, I don't know where. Actually, no, I'm I wrong. Like I should have been like that. I love Wonder I Man. I can't wait for I'm John saying. Hamm to play him in the movie. But integrating him into an Avengers book would be really good. And, and, and here, the yeah, thing is, Cap says, Cap says, listen, Simon, we're here for you if you need help. Right. You know, there was a really great setup in, 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 in that issue where. Everyone is worn out after AVX, and they're all relaxing, and Spider-Man's relaxing, and Wolverine's laying on a pile of beer cans, and Thor's asleep. Everybody's, Tony's passed out, and then it cuts to Cap, and he's monitoring the situation. He's totally awake, and he's totally on it. Right. And then Simon shows up, 
and um, he actually takes out Rulk. He takes out the Red Hulk. Yeah. He puts him in a sleeper hold and knocks him out. So, Wonder Man, stronger than the Red Hulk. And that's a big deal. Spider-Man's going, I didn't know he was, he was stronger than Wonder the, Man's than strong as fuck. Yeah. Strong, like, he's on a different level. Yeah. Um, he's somebody who's been a villain and a hero. And from the beginning. From the beginning. Um, they didn't quite bring that up. But, uh, again, like, I thought that was a great moment in Avengers 31. Um, it's definitely a book that should be picked up. Like, like yeah. I, you know, uh, Uncanny Avengers. Let's, let's get to it. I've been twiddling too much. So, uh, the book is great. Um, in, in terms of the ramifications of AVX, you know, the whole thing with uh, you have Havoc, who's Cyclops' brother, going to see him. And basically... Um, Captain America and Thor saying, oh, we want to talk to you right after that. Did you find it a little bit odd, though? Like, there he is going to the brig, and it's obviously a S.H.I.E.L.D. facility, but when we were in, um, was, it, uh, was it the Consequences book, where the whole setup was, where am I? Oh, you're not And he goes, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, but it's, it's like you're in some civilian thing, yeah. and you're, not, in, you're yeah. not S.H.I.E.L.D., and you're not special. You're in a private, I mean, in the Consequences book, the, the humans in charge of the facility right. say you're in a private prison right you're in a privatized prison and Cyclops goes alright and then in this one it's obvious that he's property uh, shield he's property shield yeah yeah. that seems a little bit odd um, it seems inconsistent um, but it might not be inconsistent he may have been moved but it right. seemed inconsistent um, let's not make leaps for the, for yeah. the writers but um, Uncanny Avengers for the most part does set up this idea that Havoc listen we're going to give you a team you're so, a summer. So, wait, what so, do you think so, of Havoc having a team? So, has, so he ever, has he ever yes, shown yes, leadership ability? Yes, he has. But <laughs> um, the thing is, I have to say, reading that issue did make me think a little bit. Because Alex's perspective in talking to Scott, it's an interesting thing when it's your brother. Right. And pretty much, I mean, they sort of glossed around the fact of why was Havoc not there? Well, he was off an hour to space. So he wasn't in a position to do anything. Right. But, um, you know, he kind of called out Scott's egomania, which, and especially where you always really saw Cyclops' failings was next to Havoc. Right. You know, because he would, you know, Cyclops would always be a bit obsessive and driven in a certain way. And you, you'd see the brothers fight and get into it over the years. Um, Where's Gabriel? Um, didn't... They sent, didn't they kill him off? I don't know. They, they killed him off of the he's, Shi'ar. Yeah, he's dead. Oh, he's, he's yeah. dead with the Shi'ar? Okay. Yeah. I was like, is, father. He, is he still in the No, they killed Shi'ar? his father. They killed his father. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. No, they killed him. That was so long ago, I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah, it was a while back. But, um. You were saying about Havoc. And- yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, Havoc, Alex Summers, looks at his brother and says, You've forgotten everything Xavier ever taught. And, and Cyclops basically says, you know, well, no, I had to modify things. I had to you change things because of circumstances. No, you don't. The principles or or, or the principles. There's we no, live nothing. with them, and you created your own island to live apart. Yeah, who does that sound like? I mean, you basically you and, became Magneto. And, yeah, and and what was really great leading up to AVX was a great exchange between Magneto and Xavier. Basically, Magneto Magneto saying when Xavier said you're following what's going, on, it's like I'm proud of him. He is everything I ever hoped for. Magneto says that. Magneto yeah. said that before AVX. I mean, and it, and now it, here's it, Alex it, putting it in his face. Right. I mean, it, it, it's right there. Scott did become. I mean, he pretty much did become everything Magneto was saying. But it, it, it was hard for me because, and I realized just earlier in this, I was saying I, I was sort of defending it. It's like, it's true, but so is Magneto do, right? Well, 
The problem is, at what point do you have no choice? They were down to 198. They were almost extinct. And one of the things we left out is there were no more births. Whatever right. Scarlet Witch did, they weren't having any more mutants. Right. They were, they were going to be gone. You know, it's easy to have principles and make statements about things, but it's not like Cyclops was suddenly a terrorist. I mean, yeah, a terrorist. No, Ma- Magneto was. Magneto right. was somebody who was like, we, we have mutants, but who cares? We still shouldn't have humans. Right. And Cyclops just said we need... To. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a bit of a middle ground. Yeah, I think there definitely is. So is Alex wrong in putting it in his brother's face? Well, it's not that he's wrong. It's that he's still... It's easy to say he still didn't live up to the Xavier uh, principles. You know, one of the things Marvel now is going to do in a couple of weeks is they're introducing another book, um, All New X-Men, and it's the original X-Men Young coming from the past. And that's going to be really a big deal. Right. And, and they're have supposed the young to save Cyclops. someone's life. Yeah, supposedly to say something, but, but you're going to have the young Cyclops, you need young Jean Grey. Well, Jean's going to show up and realize he's been dead. Right. Well, what Beast think? is going to show up and realize he looks like Beast. Yeah, but From Cyclops is going to show up and realize he basically killed the man who was a father to him. He's right. a vilified thing, and he's basically, you know, you know I mean, he, he's so completely alien. Um, still, do you, do you, my worry with this Uncanny Avengers is that it's not going to be able to, like that, this team that they've introduced of Thor, Captain America, Havoc, Scarlet Witch... And um, Rogue in Rogue in Wolverine isn't going to hold. Like it's just going to be. It's just going to keep being a shifting thing. It, but I mean, it's going to well, change well, within six uh, issues. It feels uh, uh, like. But all you're saying is it's an Avengers book. I mean, yeah, but it feels like Avengers. Like when you look back at some of the most iconic Avengers things, you can be like, okay, this was that era's team. It was that era's team. Um, having this fluidity to it to be tough to get any kind of traction, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, it's a squad. Listen, you, the big problem you have with the, the multiple Avengers books is there's always a certain characters that you say, well, these are definitive Avengers, and if they're not on the team, it's not realistic, so then you have them on a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, if they're not there, you're always questioning it. Right. You know? And then in recent years, it's you've got to stick Spider-Man and Wolverine on everything. Oof. You know? Yeah. That, so, that's, a, that's a fad I'd like to have. Right. I mean, at least they did. They they did a great story um, post House of M that Wolverine had, you know, gotten his memories back and realized yeah. that old old Logan was a major piece of shit who just did so many horrible things to so many people. He feels that he has to constantly. Did you read that story yes. with him and Spider Man? Yes. You know, and it's basically that every day of the week, at all times, he's always doing something. And the fact that he has a healing factor, and he's just pretty much. Heals from whatever he does to himself. He's just never stopping. Right. You know, there's no downtime. So, where do you see this going? Uncanny Avengers? Well, that, that's what was great is I love who the, the villain turned out to be. The Red Skull. Yeah, because it's the Red Skull stealing of, Professor Xavier's brain, yeah. you know, for his scheme is a perfect amalgamation of an Avengers and X-Men, you know, plotline together. Right. And the Red Skull is also a giant Nazi racist. Right. So he wants to eliminate mutants. Of course. He's going to pick up where, you know, the worst of them, you know, right, right. started off. Why, why doesn't he use Sentinels? Maybe he will. Maybe he will. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Sleepers. Um, what else I got? We, we, so, so we didn't talk about AVX consequences. And I also want to talk about that splash page in this past week's Amazing Spider-Man where it showed hints of all the Marvel Now books coming right. up. Well, we saw the eulogy. We saw the eulogy. And then uh, in the consequences, we saw that Wolverine then goes and takes his turn talking to 
to uh, Scott, and that's well, going to be well, coming so, up. So, so there's a whole conversation between Captain America and Wolverine about how it's necessary to bring in, you know, it's basically in the X-Men books they had what they called the Extinction Team, which was like the really heavy hitters. So they're the ones that are now off in the wind, as it were. And Cap is basically saying, all right, well, people are afraid, so we have to bring them in. So he's asking Wolverine to talk to him. Go Wolverine. hunt down Colossus, go hunt right. down Magneto, hunt down these people who may right. more. And Wolverine basically says, look, uh, if I'm in the room with him, I'm going to kill him. Right. But then by the end of the conversation, next thing you know, it ends, he goes to see him. He goes to see so, Scott, right? Yeah. So, uh, we'll see where that goes. I just, you know, I, I, I said it earlier. I'm having a lot of problems with Wolverine's smug, I'm so right, you're so wrong crap. Mm-hmm. Did Xavier die? Yes. Did Cyclops, possessed by Cosmic Death, did he kill him? Yes. And the things that, that Xavier said to Wolverine, psych, you know, oh, keeping, psychically, yeah, was, was like, you have to keep the school open. Yeah. Those children will save us. Right. It was awesome. Yeah, I love that. Awesome. Um, and by the way, that one of the things that we left out uh, in AVX 11, uh, no, I'm sorry, it was in 12, mm-hmm. was uh, the, com- you know, the whole Jean Grey appearing in Scott's mind. Yeah. You know, and I- I'm hoping we see that in consequences where she says, tell Logan I love the school name. Yeah. You know? Um, I- it was a little heavy-handed for her being like, basically telling Scott he's being a dick. Right. But, you know, again, it's like, Beyond Xavier dying, and you want to point to Wakanda, Scott didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's full on Namor's temper. And Namor might have. I won't even blame that on the Phoenix. That's just Namor. <laughs> it's just Namor. You know, I mean, dropping a wave on Wakanda, yeah. and wiping it out. Completely. Now, now, the volcanoes and all that. At that point, that is completely the dark Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. That there's nothing in any of those actions. That are, that are Scott Summers thinking like Scott Summers. Or any of the Phoenix Five. Yeah, at that point, he's not even th- he's not thinking about mutants. He's not thinking about any of that. It's all Dark Phoenix just gone completely crazy. So what are you looking forward to in Marvel now that's coming up? Uh, I'm just excited. Now that it's see, upon us. I'm excited to see where it all goes. I mean, you know, I see, I, I, see the, the I see the A plus X book, and right away I was wondering, oh, what's the Cable story? And then I saw today, it's like a World War II story, because that, that yeah. was the other big thing. Yeah, it was the whole World time. War II wait a second. Story. So let's talk about this. We have Extinction Agenda, which was supposed to have set up AVX, and that was basically how we thought Cable was dead, and he's not dead. Right. Right? And he's apparently recovering on Utopia through the whole thing. And I kind of thought he was going to play into this. And apparently, we just get this little aside from Hope. That says, oh, yeah. He's there. He's he, fine. He yeah, took off. He, he, everything, he healed completely. He took off and, like, don't try to find him. You know? And I'm like, let's not forget, Cable is Cyclops' son. Right. And by the way, everything Cyclops did, I'm sorry, Cable would have done all of that. Yes. I mean, he tried to kill the Avengers. Absolutely. It's like, you know. You guys remember the Cable versus the Avengers. That's extinction. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. That's the whole point. The Jeff like, McGinnis stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Cable would totally. I mean,. If you go all the way back uh, to like early uh, Cable stuff, when we first find out, remember the whole thing with Cable and Strife, and when we first found out um, that Cable was Nathan Summers, mm-hmm. you know, thing like it was the whole thing about him targeting Xavier back then. I mean, Cable's original mission, the whole thing was like he was willing to kill whomever he had to kill. Right. If he had to kill Xavier, he was going to kill Xavier. Now he's days. got his own X Force team. In Marvel, now he's got this new X Force team, and it's an interesting team. I saw, I saw the art on, on the new team. I mean, he's got Colossus on it. Right. He's got, um, help me out here, he's got Domino, of course. So, so I'm confused, because how many different books are they calling X-Force? I think that we're seeing an end of the Remender X-Force. No. The Wolverine X-Force. That I see, but then we saw that art with the female Phantom X and Pac. 
I didn't and see Psylocke. that. Psylocke. I did not see that. You didn't see that? I could, no. I could swear that was a Geekscape article. It, it's, it probably was. Sean Madden do, is do, on do, it. Do you not pay attention to your uh, own site? Sean is so fast, I can't even do it. Sean okay. Madden, our writer, he's amazing at this stuff, and he's really passionate for all the new Marvel Now books. Okay. Which are the ones that you, Ian Kerner, are looking forward to that you well, would tell well, the audience? Well, but look, take I'm, a look. I'm a big Marvel fan. I, I know mean, you're going to get I'm every book. I'm all of them. Which um, are the ones that are to read first? Well, I mean, look. Obviously, any of the X Avengers stuff, I'm excited about. Um, I'm, but I'm really curious to see what the relaunch is on Iron Man, the relaunch on Thor. Uh, what are they going to do with the FF stuff? I mean, listen, I'm a huge Hickman fan. I hate to see him leave FF, but yeah. you know. But uh, I, I got to tell you, yeah, but, I mean, it's Fraction's taken over, right? And I'm a huge. Fraction I got to tell you, this this Mike Alred stuff looks amazing. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be great. The team of Ant Man and, yeah. and She Hulk and all this stuff. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be great. I loved that splash page in this week's Amazing Spider Man, where you open it up and Madam Web is. Seeing a shitload of the future, right. and it's two pages of panels from future, like Marvel Now books, and I was just going through them, being like, "What does it all mean?" Yeah, I can't wait for the Thunderbolts team, the Thunderbolt Ross, the Red Hulk's going to put together. Should with be the, interesting. The Punisher, Deadpool, it's got um, what's her name in it? Jennifer Garner is on the team. <laughs> what do you mean? It, it was a joke about. Um, you know who she played in Daredevil? What the fuck is Electra? Uh, Electra. Uh, Electra's on the team with Deadpool and the Punisher, and it's going to be awesome. That would be cool. That's the Thunderbolts is going to be a, a must buy. So, is the Thunderbolts an Avengers squad or not? No. Well, yes, because it's like they made yes, it Dark Avengers yeah, for no. a minute. So, I think I think Thunderbolts is an Avengers book because they're giving Thunderbolt Ross, who's a general. No, it makes uh, sense. I mean, even though giving, no one knows he's Thunderbolt Ross, they're giving him his own book. Changes. They're giving his own book. I mean, they're he, like. Bendis did do some th- some Red Hulk giving orders yeah. in some strategy no, he stuff. Was ob- like, yeah, yeah, of course. He's a general. Why he's a general. He's yeah. throwing it out. He, he outranks Captain America. Um, well, I'd, if he wasn't dead. <laughs> right. I'd like to see a little bit more of that stuff, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I guess technically it is integrated in there. What about this, uh, this, this Deadpool book that's going to be crazy? Um, well, first of all, personally, I'm not sure what the plans are, but I, need, I think Deadpool needs to get his powers back. Needs to get his healing powers. Like, yeah. I'm, ha- I'm having a really hard time every issue that he's surviving that, all this yeah. shit. Because I mean, he should be dead so quickly, mm-hmm. and he somehow survived. I mean, they did his hands messed up, whatever. But it's like, come on, like I don't care how good a mercenary he is, he should be dead. It's the same thing. When, and we didn't even go there yet. Mm-hmm. But this week's issue of Wolverine and the X Men. I don't want to talk about that book. We're, we're both pretty upset. I don't want. I. You know what? I'm like, you know what? This, like Wolverine in, in, in the X Men was like my safe spot, where I was like, you know what? No matter how hardcore AVX gets, no matter how many hearts are broken in the other Avengers or X Men books, Wolverine the X Men is just about kids at a school. Right. It's I'm gonna. It's like Degrassi. I'm just gonna go there for and some good stuff. Because, because, because obviously Wolverine was right. He took kids to a school and they're perfectly fucking safe there. And then I they, would rather Brew would be on fucking Utopia. Yeah. So they just okay. yeah they just killed Brew, who's the the young brood character. Who, it was one of Ian and I's favorite characters, mm-hmm. and you know I've had problems with X Men, Wolverine, and the X Men because they've got an alpha level mutant answering phones for them, and I'm like, why isn't the? I mean, Duke could have eaten the Phoenix Force. End of story. Seemingly, seemingly, it's never really clear. What <laughs> if you go by, you know, if you go by the, the the handbook of the Marvel Universe, right. you could have just eaten it and farted it out. Um, but he's inactive. The only thing Dupe is doing is just banging Warbird left and right. No, no, no. You, that was an right. amazing issue. Right. The, the, I the mean, Dupe issue du- Dupe's was great. doing everything. Dupe's doing everything. But um, 
Yeah, the, the, uh, Cade Kilgore, who's a villain who I think is overstated as well. Come on the They've book. done this new Hellfire Club where it's like these little kids who are apparently all sociopaths. And they blow broods, they blow broods brains out, but, yeah. all, but all i got to say is he's a brood. What if his brains aren't there? He's a brood. Well, I mean, we saw the light went out. The light but, did go out. But maybe it comes back. I mean, we'll see next right. issue. But, you know, I, th- I think both, both of us had this in issue Cerebra, where it's like... Went out. Yeah, but both of us had this issue where it was like, all right, Brood just takes out, like, this robot thing, you know, and he's gone all vicious. But he can't then, take out two he, kids. He can't take out two little kids who are pulling a gun out. I mean, come on. Call it bullshit. You know, I, yeah, I just, yeah, it just bothered me. It's not like he was far away, either. No. I mean, look, there are a million a, a, anything can happen characters there, but, that you could have killed. Um, that being said, I'm... I wasn't reading Avengers Academy. And it was heartbreaking. They, they, first, they had to so tear his heart out. Okay. He sees the girl that he likes kissing another person, or dancing and kissing with uh, Quentin Choir, who he yeah, hates. Who's, yeah, it's a total tool. And I got to tell you, um, I never, I, I, I've not been reading Avengers Academy for a while. That's a good I, book. I cannot wait. And that's ending. I cannot wait for this Battle Royale stuff. They're basically, guys, this may be something that you want to read if you haven't read any of the X-Men books. This Battle Royale, they're doing, you know the movie Battle Royale, or we'll just say Hunger Games. Hmm. Um, but they're doing a series where they take a lot of the young X-Men, you know, the, oh no, the young Avengers. They mix them with, like, a couple of the young, the, uh, the, yeah, it's literally the young Avengers. They put some Avengers Academies. They put X-23 in there. They put them on, they, put, they give them to, over to uh, Arcade, and they say, fight it out. You're on murder, you're in murder land. You gotta, murder world. You, you yeah. get in your murder world. You've got to kill each other. I can't wait for that one. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it'll get me to read about the Avengers Academy. You know, uh, well, look, I mean, it's only for X twenty three. I mean, but it's been a pretty solid book. Has it really? Be, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where it goes, where, where they're going to end it. So, what else is to look forward to in the Marvel books? Um, look, I mean, in general, I'm I'm pretty interested to see what, what what the shift is. You know, as I said, you know, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, um, the Spider Man thing we talked about earlier. They're going to reveal his identity. That's what you think. In issue 700, Dan Slott and been bringing down the house on, a, on Amazing Spider-Man and saying, listen, we're going to... But they just you got, cleaned that I know, up. I know, but he's, he's, he's already hinting at it. and He's, saying, he's hinting he, about doing he's saying something, making things miserable. Me. You guys are going to hate me. He's already said you guys are going to hate me. And that in this new superior Spider-Man book that's part of Marvel see, now, see, see, he, see, I, Spider-Man's going to be uh, basically uh, a public menace. But I don't think I don't think that means they're revealing his identity. I okay. think they're going to ruin his life. Okay, not the same thing. Does that mean that Aunt May dies? Because we haven't seen that before. I, what else can you do with Spider Man? Well, 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 look. Like, I, what else can I, you do with Spider Man? Obviously, the Horizon thing is going to implode. Yes, he will he's, no longer he's, work. He's, he's, had a great, he's, had, he's had a great job working at Horizon. He's making money. We've he's already happy. seen some covers of him and Morbius fighting on the rooftop. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's going to implode. You think they're going to do the menace? That's the thing. They're so happy with him and the Avengers now, you know, you think they're going to pull him out of that? I hope they do. I hope they do. I mean, I'm all, I'm all for integrations of, of, of these things. I just don't like revolving door lineups because yeah. you don't get a chance to have the characters. I really, enjoy, I really enjoy him in, in the Avengers. I really like it. It's, but it's either him or Hawkeye do the smart ass stuff. Oh, yeah, right. Menace isn't going to be on the book anymore. Right. Um, I am excited to see how Menace treats the X-Men, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've only given us generalities. Well, I'm telling you, I'm excited. I mean, you, you want to give me a list, I'll talk about it. I mean, I'm curious to see what they're doing with Hulk with this armor. Why does Hulk need armor? Why does Hulk need armor? You know, but, I mean, I see that Aaron's already, he's 
bringing integration back. And Cannonball is going to be on an Avengers team. Well, it's not just Cannonball. It looks like the New Mutants like are pretty Mutants much, you know, going to be part of it. So, yeah. Um, I mean, all of that excites me. As I said before, you know, seeing those younger X-Men characters graduate, you know, it makes sense to me that the year fine, that they'll be in Avengers squads. Um, you know, uh, you and I were talking about Defenders a little bit. The Defenders book know? is becoming very important. But I feel like I'm not sure that there's anything beyond issue 12. Is there an issue 13 I think plan? I think I'm they're getting sure. to a point where it can cleanly end, move it on into this new phase of Marvel now. But the Presters, which are the characters in the... The Presser Johns, yeah. The Presser Johns in the Defenders book are acting like the, the Reeds in the Fantastic Four book. Well, the society of people. Well, it's that, but it's, of, but it's even more than that. I mean, th- this notion in issue eleven that they introduced, they basically said, "Okay, all of existence is on our." They, they, pre- they pretty much protecting them. They pretty much said, "You know how you know before the Marvel movies where you'd have a movie, a super movie, and that was it, and you'd have the the rest of the world was normal, but there'd be one superhero, yeah. one guy." Well, you know, you have this Marvel universe. We have all these things. Well, that's bullshit. It's actually, there's all these different realities. And randomly, every now and then, in some reality, something incredible happens. And we've decided this Earth is the focal point. Okay? So we've pulled out of all the different realities, all the fantastic things, and we put them all in this one place. That's right. You know? And and, and it's great. They took credit for the creation of Spider-Man, Daredevil, everybody. But everybody. But it's not just that they took credit for it. They 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 said it it all happened somewhere randomly. We're just they said we're putting it all in one yeah, place. Yeah, they turned they turned yeah. the, they've turned Marvel Six Sixteen into a best of album. Yeah, well, it, it, it's it's sort of an everything album. It's everything fantastic is happening in one place right. because because if you think about it, you really strange stuff to think about it. With which makes the, the Defenders th- book very important. Which is oh, what it's I was extremely saying. important. But it's it's like you know from from a macro macro view, it's like all these different things happening all at once. Um, it, it, it's sort of like. Uh, do you read the Kirby Genesis stuff in Dynamite? No. It, it's really good. I mean, you know, it's Busick and Alex Ross doing stuff and conceptually, and they've taken all these ideas of, that Kirby had, and suddenly you have a no, the normal world, and suddenly out of nowhere all these things are just appearing. Yeah. And they, they do this interesting story about why it's all coming now, but it's like, it's just, the whole world would like not be normal anymore. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, that's always been one of the funny conceits about all the comics is they try to give us a world that's somewhat somewhat our own and yet has these things in it. Yeah, I think and just the presence of Tony Stark or Reed Richards would change it miraculously. Uh, uh, certainly a lot. Yeah. But if it's only one, then maybe. But when it's so many things, it's like there's no way that the world would look anything like it. That's sort of what I like to bring things back around to AVX with the Phoenix Five is, yeah, no shit. They changed the world. Yeah. Yeah. They have powers. They change everything. Nothing looks the same anymore. Governments are not the same. There's no starvation. I mean, everything's just different. Mm-hmm. It's not the same world anymore that has such creatures in it. You know? So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to crib a little bit from Shakespeare. Got it. All right, guys. That is what Ian thinks of AVX. That's what he's kind of looking forward to and excited about in Marvel now. I, yeah, look, uh, to be perfectly honest, I, I got to a point, I think AVX dragged on, and I've really been looking forward to it just being done and getting that. Yeah. I mean, I think I've said that in the last couple of weeks too on the podcast. Yeah. I'm really pumped for Marvel now. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been, I'm very excited. For me, the main thing has been the merger of the Avengers and X-Men to see where yeah. that goes and what that means. Um, beyond that, look, you know, until I read the books, I can't tell you, 
oh, I'm particularly excited about Hulk or Iron Man Thor. I mean, these, these are books I'm, I'm already enjoying, so I'll, I'll see where they go and what the, what the shift is in the status quo. Um, you know, I mean, I've loved Fraction's run on both Iron Man and Thor. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I did not want to see either of those runs end. So right. I'll see what's next, you know, of course. Um, you know, who's taking over Hulk? You know, I have it, but I can't get up. Cause yeah, I'm no, that's fine, that's fine. But, um, you know, yeah, it's, it should all be interesting. Actually, I really like the idea that Hulk, you know, beyond just Avengers Assemble, that Hulk is going to be on, a, on an Avengers squad. Yes. I like that. I mean, you know, it's, of course, you know, bringing the, the movie stuff into play a little bit. But uh, Well, guys... Um, let's let Ian get to it. Uh, we're excited about this stuff. You guys are gonna, we gotta have Ian on soon, you know, cause there's a whole other company called DC doing a whole lot of cool things too. We have, that needs its own podcast. Um, Ian, thanks for doing a little bit of the ABX wrap up, Marvel Now preview. Sure. We're definitely going to be, uh, checking you out in your opinions on this podcast in the future. You're always, I mean, it's all, you're always the go-to guy for these opinions. Because you read everything and you've thought about I everything. I have a lot of catching so, up to do. Um, we're going to go let him do some catching up on his reading. Guys, geekscape.net. Check it out. Again, Sean Madden's always throwing up the comic book articles. He loves them. And on Mondays, he's doing the pull list. So if you guys have a limited budget just want to see what the highlights are to pull, Sean hooks you up with that at the beginning. Uh, every Monday night, he goes through the diamond list and tells you what books he thinks are worth picking up. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, at Jonathan London. We've got Geekscape on Twitter. Search for Geekscape. Uh, you'll find us, and we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, YouTube. Uh, thanks, guys, and we'll see you on the site. Bye.